Welcome back to another Quick Tip Tuesday. This question comes from listener Sandy, who is wondering, do you have any organizing tips? Yep, Sandy, I sure do. Stick around, grab a notebook, grab a pencil. You're going to want to take some notes. Enjoy today's show. It's Quick Tip Tuesday. You have questions, I have answers, and I am so glad to be answering them for you today. If you have a question that you want answered on the show, pop into my DMs on Instagram at Fig and Farm. Send me an email at figandfarmathome at gmail.com or join the Facebook group and ask there. bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. Let's hop to it. Let's answer your question. And if you find value in this, I'm sure someone else will too. So make sure you share with a friend. Sandy, this is a great question. And I might geek out a little bit and I'm going to try to stay under 10 minutes, but I might not. But first question for you, do you have your notebook and a pen? Because you're going to want to take notes. So the very first thing we want to think about when we are organizing our stuff is to organize the things that we actually need, use, and get rid of the stuff that we don't need. Are you guys getting tired of me saying this? And you may be wondering, why does she keep repeating this? Because having too much stuff, quite frankly, is an epidemic within within our culture. It just is. We live in a consumeristic society. And when we need something, want something, we usually just go out and get it. But here's the thing. We, by our very nature, are not stuff managers. We are not. But we become stuff managers when we create systems around organizing to accommodate the stuff when we don't need to. So when you get rid of the things that you haven't used in a year, haven't used in six months, haven't used in over a decade, you create the possibility of organizing better, tidying up better, and you live with less overwhelm. That's why. So the first things first, we are going to get rid of and use a very fine tooth comb in order to understand what it is we just don't use, what it is that is expired, what it is that is broken, what it is that are those aspirational pieces, you know, the things that we hope to maybe someday use, (laughs) and that is aspirational clutter. We're going to get rid of that because that someday has not come and it likely won't. So we're going to start with a realistic idea of the things that we need to organize. Now we're going to use the same idea in whatever area we're at. If we're in our kitchen pantry, if we are in our closet, if we are in the bathroom cupboard, we're going to use the same idea. So you're going to get rid of the things that you absolutely know that you do not need. And then here's what we're going to think about. Number two, we're going to think about the natural boundaries of the space we are organizing in. What do I mean by that? Inside of our homes, we have natural boundaries. These boundaries are drawers, closets, cupboards. They are systems for hanging clothes, like the railing system. They are shelves. They are refrigerators. They are refrigerator drawers. Those are the natural boundaries. We're going to stick to those natural boundaries. Now, here's the thing. Categorically speaking, we are going to categorize whichever area we are in. We're going to categorize the things that need to go inside of that natural boundary. We normally do that, right? If we are in our closet, we are going to categorically put things that are in our closet in there rather than things that go in our pantry. (laughs) It makes sense. It gets a little trickier when you have places like uh, a a pantry, yes, even a pantry, or a bathroom, things that have multiple categories of items that you need to organize. So let's break this down just a little bit. 
let's talk about our bathroom storage. I know naturally speaking, my, my natural boundary would be a cupboard and drawers. In my bathroom, I have two cupboards and two cupboards, meaning I have two doors on each cupboard. So I have four doors and I have six drawers. That's quite a lot of space. I'm going to put all of my bathroom things in there, but I've gotten rid of everything I don't need. But categorically, I'm making subcategories for the things that go inside of each drawer and each cupboard. But even then, I'm going to categorize even smaller. So for example, I have a makeup drawer. Now, I'm not super girly girl. I do wear makeup, but I don't have a whole lot. So I don't actually need a whole lot. But inside of my makeup drawer, I have subcategories. I have mini compartments, mini drawer organizers for things that are categorically appropriate to this makeup drawer. I have a organizer for my makeup brushes. I have an organizer for my lip stuff that includes lip balm as well as lipstick. I have a couple different organizers for my my blush and my bronzers. And then I have some eye makeup, an, an area for my eye makeup. All of these are subcategorized so that A, it's easier for me to find, but B, that is the only amount of space I'm allowing it to live in. So if I overfill my lip stuff section, guess what? I'm not going to make more space within that subcategory. I'm not going to make more space within that drawer. I'm not going to have my stuff leak over into another area in the bathroom. It's got to live right here. And if it doesn't live right here, it's too much stuff. I have to get rid of something in order to make room for the new... I like Burt's Bees. I like Burt's Bees lip balm. So that's what I bring in. But if I don't have enough space... I have a very hard and fast rule that I am not creating more space, more boundary for the items I want or need or use. Let's use another example. Let's go to the pantry. Now, I know I can walk into anyone's pantry and see there's a lot of stuff in here. There's the baking supplies. There's supplies for cooking soup. There might be Instapots or crock pots. There might be lunch bags or trash bags. There might be lots of things here. If we utilize our natural boundaries and try to home items that fit into these natural boundaries, it can help eliminate some of the things that wouldn't naturally go in there. So for example, in my kitchen, I have a a pantry and inside of that pantry, there are about five shelves. I've determined that the pantry is going to only be for food items and one shelf of serving bowls that are too big to fit in the cupboards. Everything else goes to a different home, to a different natural boundary. For example, the trash bags, extra cleaning supplies, that's not going to live in my pantry. So I've determined where that is going to be homed and I'm just sticking to food items and the serving platters inside of my inside of my pantry. Now in that pantry, I have five shelves and that is the natural boundary. If it doesn't fit in there, guess what? I have too much stuff. I'm not going to rehome it. I'm not going to make sure I create more space for it. I am not going to do that. Somehow the things that I have need to fit in there. In order to organize it, I'm now making subcategories within my pantry. Each shelf is used for a different purpose. I have a snack shelf, I have a cereal shelf, I have a baking shelf, I have a general cooking shelf, 
I have, did I say a, a cereal shelf? That is also the shelf for the serving bowls. And then on the very bottom, that is the extra supplies, you know, the extra olive oil, the big bags of rice, that kind of thing. On each shelf, I have more subcategories. So this is where I have those cute little containers. We're going to talk about containers in just a minute, but I have containers. And on that snack shelf, for example, I have subcategories. I have a container that just homes fig bars or just homes applesauce. On my baking shelf, I have a container that just homes the different types of flours, sugars, baking soda, that kind of thing. And the same goes for each category, each shelf. So I've, I've taken my big natural boundary of my pantry and I've broken it down into category and then subcategory. Not only does this help me find the things easier, because if I'm baking something, I'm going to go right to the baking shelf, but it also allows me to know what my natural limitations are, what my boundary is for the amount of stuff I can have in that area. Now let's talk about containers for one second, because we can get so excited about going to the container store or finding at, the, at Target or Home or Home Goods. Home Goods is a great place to buy containers, but finding these containers that are so cute and you take out the package and you put them all in another little container and it looks so cute. But if it's not functional, the cuteness doesn't matter. But also those containers can be expensive. So you don't have to spend a lot to make these subcategory boundaries. You don't have to. You can use things that you have at home. You can use cereal boxes. You can use Kleenex boxes. In fact, on my snack shelf in my pantry, I am using the boxes that the fig bars came in. I just cut off the end, made it made a little opening wider than it that naturally is, and I just put when I go to Costco and I get the fig bars, I just take them out of the container and put them into that other fig box that is sitting on my shelf. I know that I can't house two boxes of fig bars in here because I don't have enough space. The boundaries keep you honest. The boundaries make it so that you don't have, you don't create space for more than you actually need. The boundaries help you create a physical barrier and a physical idea for when it's time to edit. I know that if my cooking shelf, my general cooking shelf is getting a little bit full after the latest trip to Costco, I know that maybe it's time to not go grocery shopping. I don't have to get rid of it but maybe I can use it better. Maybe I can plan my week's meals around the things that I currently have instead of creating space in order to buy more things. Those physical boundaries are essential for making sure that you are staying on top of clutter. And clutter can happen. We know clutter can happen, not just on kitchen counters, not just in closets, not just near the recycle bin. Clutter can happen in things, useful places like pantries. And those boundaries are going to help you stay honest. The other thing I want to mention here is that using risers in order to give yourself some extra height is a great way to organize your space. Now risers we usually see in the kitchen section, say at Target, but risers don't just belong in the kitchen. I use risers in my bathroom cupboards. I use risers in underneath the, the kitchen sink. I use risers in the pantry. I use risers in my kitchen cabinets. I use risers anywhere that those little legs are going to sit steadily. You can even use them on closet shelves if you have a flat surface for the risers to sit on. Think about 
how much wasted space there is when you go into, we'll say, a cupboard underneath the sink. And you see that big box and you put everything on the bottom shelf in that big box, in that cupboard. How much space is sitting at the top unused? Using risers, Sandy, is going to help you utilize your space more and the ability to have another subcategory to fit the things that you actually use and need and want. All right, Sandy, I hope that was helpful for you and answered your organizing question. If you have any more, please email me at hello at figandfarmathome.com. And any of you who would like to have your question answered on the show, email me there as well. Or join the Facebook group and ask away. You can join the Facebook group at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. All right, friends, until next time, I'll see you soon. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.